Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rabbit Weasel podcast, episode number 47. We are discussing uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. I'm your host, Jared, as always, here again with uh, my brother, Justin. Justin, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Yeah, we just finished the movie up not too long ago. We did this one in just-in-time viewing. And and, uh, I forgot this one was funny. I mean, I have actually, we'll get there, but... I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about Ghidorah. Okay, good. And we're also joined with uh, Mia, my sister-in-law. Mia, how are you? I am doing pretty good and excited to talk about the movie. I hope we watched watch the right one. When he said funny, your face was like straight. <laughs> and, and I'm like... <laughs> okay now before we get too far into this did you guys watch english or japanese version japanese Japanese version okay good good that's about to say because otherwise we'll just stop here Uh, but uh so like most of these godzilla movies there's especially the older ones there's uh you know when they were released in the west they were dubbed and a lot of things would often be changed. Um, I don't think this one was changed too terribly much, but uh, yeah, it, it, they are different films. Um, so, well, first let's go with a couple a couple of backgrounds, some background information just to get everyone up to speed. We've been working our way through all these films. This is the fifth Godzilla movie. Okay, so this is the first appearance of Ghidorah, mm-hmm. King Ghidorah, probably yeah, Godzilla's biggest uh, biggest rival. Um, Ghidorah himself is influenced by a Japanese dragon from ancient Japanese mythology called Yamata no Orochi, who I believe had eight heads, which is a little bit too much to put on film at this time. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you'll hear Ghidorah called Ghidra. I believe that's from uh, English releases early on, sometimes would call him Ghidra. But if you listen to the Japanese audio... They say Ghidorah, so that's what we'll go with. Um, at this point, I feel like we're still kind of in the golden age of early Godzilla films. You've got the uh, the original team together. Uh, you've got uh, Ishiro Honda, the original director, is still directing. The special effects by Eiji Tsuburaya and uh, composer Akira Akafubi. Um but yeah, the kind of the original team. So pretty soon after this, things start to go in a weird direction. But uh, this is the first Godzilla film where he is not the villain. You know, he's he's not a hero at this point for sure. But uh, he's not the main villain. Um, but he does have language now, and uh, we know he's a little bit of a coward. <laughs> yeah or at least just kind of a jerk in general so yeah, he, maybe yeah, he's not trying to you know destroy cities but he is a jerk so with all that background let me get you um well i guess i'll say first this was probably one of the last godzilla films i discovered uh when i was a kid i had most of these old movies on vhs but somehow i missed this one so i didn't get around to it until i was already an adult um, so it was one of the last of the original series I saw. And for that reason, it's not as special to me. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll t- toss it over to you. Uh, Mia, I guess I'll ask you first. What did, uh, I assume this was your first time watching this one? Yes. Uh, what'd you think about it? I actually really like this movie because I think it's very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It gives the monster's personality. 
<laughs> which I really enjoyed. I've never seen um, Godzilla belly laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or roll his eyes. And or roll his eyes. <laughs> From here on out, we get to see Godzilla do some hilarious things over the next several films. So, so good. You you actually liked it. Good. Yeah, yeah. And I like I like the um, the uh, what is it banter. Well, you know, they don't they're not really speaking, but um, the volleyball match between um, as Justin called it <laughs> Godzilla and Rodan. They hit the one rug back and forth like eight times. <laughs> yeah, there was a thing for a while there where monsters just had to throw rocks back and forth. There was a little bit of that in King Kong versus Godzilla. And I know in the Godzilla versus the sea monster, there's more volleyball. He <laughs> turns um, headbutting it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Justin? You, you I think you told me. Had you seen this one before? I don't. I believe I have either the whole thing or parts somewhere before. Because um, I recognized a couple scenes, I think, as it was actually playing out. Um, but yeah, I like it. Um, I think it's a really, it, you know, it has a lot of similar vibes and as the Mothra, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, uh, I think in the style and the way it's shot and things. I really like the, the kind of sci-fi stuff, uh, kind of bookending it at the front and the end. Got people from Venus kind of thing going on and maybe they're inhabiting other people's bodies, which is a uh, Kind of an early version of that trope um so there's some really cool like science fiction-y stuff here that i really enjoyed and i i i don't know if it was deliberate or not but i also found uh several moments of this movie i was like laughing out loud at the monsters uh, yeah the degree of their personality and when mothra is translate <laughs> when the little when mothra's ladies uh the singing ladies the twins are translating for the monsters that is like one of the funniest scenes i've ever seen <laughs> it yeah. was hilarious um so yeah i'm a big fan good i'm glad you guys like it yeah we're still like i said this is still uh before godzilla goes into completely bizarre territory in the next few films um this is great yeah i to me i was a little bit um i had forgotten like not that this is uh, uh, unheard of in these movies, but it takes a long time to get any monster action. Yeah. And most of it is just right at the end. So if you're completely lost on the characters, you know, you've, you've got almost an hour where you're not going to be too interested. But I guess this movie, by this point, James Bond was kind of, was popular, right? So maybe they were influenced there with uh you've got like spies and assassins and all that stuff so i guess that's where some of this comes from but uh we've got a lot to get through um so let's jump right in um the only thing else i will add is that this movie i think it was the uh probably one of the main influences for godzilla king of the monsters in 2019 because you have um you have the same group from that film Ghidorah and then Rodan, Mothra, and Godzilla, and... Uh, Had we seen Rodan before? Or, I don't, I think this is the first time seeing Rodan also, at least first time I remember seeing Rodan in the series. Yeah, so this is um, Rodan's second film appearance, his first appearance in a Godzilla movie. Uh, he had had his own movie back in 1956, so we're in 1964 now. So, uh, yeah, this is a two first, first Rodan, first Ghidorah in a Godzilla film. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of historic stuff going on here. And Mothra's um, back, and Mothra's the boss. She's and the Mothra queen. is back. So let's see here. This one takes... Um, all right, set the tone. Last time, when we last saw Godzilla, he was defeated by the Mothra larva twins. Oh. <laughs> yeah, who wrapped him up with silk, um, and he fell into the ocean. Okay, so this one, like Justin already said, we've got more of a sci-fi feel. There's like a UFO enthusiast group. That's how it starts. They're waiting for the arrival of a UFO, but it doesn't show up. And so what they do is they blame one of our main characters, Reporta Naoka, I think is how you say her name. And they say that the aliens can sense her disbelief <laughs> and decide not to show up. So... <laughs> um. Yeah, and we learned that uh, everything is basically going crazy in the world at the beginning of this movie. There's a heat wave. Uh, there's a meteor shower. We're in the middle of winter, but there's a heat wave. And they even mentioned that people are suffering from encephalitis, mm -hmm. which is, I had I Googled, <laughs> inflammation of the brain. So I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, um, it comes up once or twice later. It's, uh, yeah, so it's an interesting setup, you know. Um, a lot of the realism, <laughs> realism of the earlier movies is gone, and we're going full out sci-fi here, and the whole world's going crazy. Um, the plot gets a little more complicated. This has a complicated plot for a complicated on. human plot, you know, for a Godzilla movie. There's a small country called Selgina, Selgina. Uh, that's how it's spelled. I can't remember how they pronounced it or didn't quite catch it. But um, they have a princess, and the princess is being faced with threats of assassination. So she's secretly coming to Japan. And we have Naoka's brother, Shindo, is a police officer, and he is assigned to be her bodyguard. <sighs> okay, you guys follow. At this point, are you guys following along? <laughs> um, did you have a hard time? keeping up with uh, the human plot throughout the movie or could you follow it pretty well? No, I thought, no, it, was, I didn't have a no. yeah, I thought it was pretty. Think, okay. It's one of the better human stories too. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this is, there's more complex and more to it than the first few movies in the series, I think. Yeah, there is actually a, a good bit of a story. You're not just waiting around for Godzilla to show up. I mean, maybe you still are, but the people are interesting. It's not just stock. So, um, so she's on a plane. The princess is on a plane coming to Japan and there's a bomb on the plane. So the plane's going to explode. But before it explodes, she sees a UFO outside. It hypnotizes her and tells her to jump out of the plane. So she jumps out of the plane right in time, right before the bomb explodes. Now we have a team of scientists go to examine uh, one, of, one of the meteors was a large, very large meteor, and the meteor is magnetic. So it like pulls their equipment to them. And to complicate, so, okay. So we've got the princess who's just been hypnotized, escaped from assassination plot. We've got a meteor that is magnetic and we've also got a prophet. <laughs> yeah. um, reporter Naoko goes to cover the appearance of a self-proclaimed prophet who is in the park preaching to a large 
gathering of people. And I think most most of the people are not buying it. You know, they're kind of making jokes at her. Um, so what is what is the prophet trying to tell us? Well, the world's going to explode and all life's going to end. And yeah. something's going to happen in a mountain, Mountain Neoso. Yeah. yeah, so she is... I mean, for a prophet, it's pretty standard stuff. The world's going to end. You know, you can see this on any big city. <laughs> Someone standing around telling you the world's going to end. Uh, and she, I can't, I don't know if here, I don't know if she tells us, but we find out she says she's from Venus. I don't know if she says it right here or not, but uh, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, oh, and then we just, take some time to watch a japanese tv show it's kind of a fun scene uh where are they now <laughs> yeah where are they now the japanese tv show and they bring out <laughs> justin you want to tell us about the tv show <laughs> yeah well it's these two hosts and like they're on a stage and it's like oh where are they now and so they bring these two kids uh that are like five up and they're one of them well they're wearing funny five-year-old clothes i guess we yeah. are in, in japan um the kids want to see Mothra, and so they're like, well, "We want to see Mothra," and they're like, "Oh, we can't, we can't actually get Mothra here." And then they bring out the singing twins, who are the back. Mothra fairies. Woo Mothra fairies, 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 fairies. fairies? The twin fairies, like as we twin talked fairies. about last episode, were uh, played by the Peanuts, a famous singing group. Um, so they're back again, and yeah. um, and they sing. They sing their Mothra song, and I'm not really sure what's going on, but <laughs> it's a little bit of surrealism, like maybe you can see Mothra on the television as well, and not just when you close your eyes, and I mean, it's a nice little kind of uh, scene where the ladies are singing, and you see Mothra, and you see Mothra being worshipped by people on the island, but it also is coming through the television, which is a little weird, uh, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so. yeah. They say, um, oh, well, we can't get Mothra here, but if everybody closes their eyes and listens to the song, they'll be able to see Mothra. So I'm like, first we get like a music video here is basically what it is of them singing and all kinds of stuff happening with Early us looking at Mothra. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's not clear what's going on. At first I thought like, does their song give everyone a vision? But then we cut to people at home watching and you can still see it. So it is everybody who here, I don't know what's going on. Or, or maybe they record someone went to Mothra's Island and recorded all the, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but it is kind of cool, I guess. Um, you also learned that one of the twin, the larvas died. Yeah. Yeah. Only one of the Mothra babies made it. Yeah, they tell us that uh, one of the first things they say to the little boys who want to see Mothra is, oh, yeah, one of them died. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, which is actually kind of big news, you know, in the last film, uh, the fact that there were two of them was a big deal and they worked together to beat Godzilla. But in this one, I think the filmmakers just didn't feel like dealing with two of those things, especially with Ghidorah, Godzilla and Rodan. It's like, let's just have say one of them died. <laughs> Um, a lot of effects in this movie. There are a lot of effects. I mean, they come later, but man, all the miniatures and all the costumes and Ghidorah. I mean, I can see why they only feel like dealing with one Mothra. Yeah, and again, I think um, 
at this point, the effects are all done really well. I mean, yes, if you're watching, like I was watching the Criterion Blu-ray on um, my big HD TV, and yeah, you can kind of see the string sometimes, but still, these effects are really good, I think, for 1964, you know, and the miniatures, of course, is where everything really shines when the monsters are destroying houses. Um, so what happens next? Um, we find out, uh, oh, okay, so the officer, the police officer Shindo, he sees the prophet in the paper and realizes it's the princess. So to complicate things further, our prophet is also our princess who's being <laughs> chased by assassins. Um, and so does her uncle. We find out that it's her uncle who's trying to kill her because she's in line for the throne. Um, and he sends out assassins after her. So there's a lot going on here. Uh, <laughs> but next we see the princess appears next at like a giant volcano crater. Yep. And she's warning people that uh, uh, Rodan will arrive, basically. And there's a silly little scene where a man's hat gets blown off by the wind and some other guy's like, if you give me a thousand yen, I'll go down there and get the hat for you. And they argue over how much for the hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they finally come down to 200 yen, which is like two U.S. dollars, <laughs> uh, which is more money in 1964, of course. But still, it's just a weird thing. But all that is just to get someone down in the crater when Rodan finally emerges. Um, <laughs> and like we said, uh, this is Rodan's first appearance in a Godzilla movie and second appearance. We hadn't seen Rodan since uh, 1956, I think. So the first Rodan movie is good too, everybody, if you get a chance to see that one. When Rodan shows up too, I think the first kind of screech is a Godzilla screech cut short. It sounds, it sounds Rodan sounds just like Godzilla at first, I think. Really, I'd have to listen again. Hmm. Could be. But what else is happening? So for a lot of this movie, we're just jumping around between all these different things. So uh, we go to the meteorite, and it is growing. <laughs> meteorites aren't supposed to grow. Uh, but it's lost its magnetic powers. It's growing, and it's glowing red. So um, Danger, danger. Yeah, everybody's afraid it's going to explode, which is a reasonable fear. You know, if you have a meteorite growing and glowing red, uh, you might want to might want to leave. Uh, where does the princess? OK, so the fairies are leaving and we go to their they're about to get on a boat, uh, which is just kind of funny to think of the fairies taking a boat. But uh, <laughs> um, there's but the, the princess shows back up and tells them, uh, says nobody. The boat can't go out. Something terrible is going to happen on the boat. Um, but nobody listens, of course. And so Naoka, again, she's a reporter. She's trying to get a story here. She takes the princess back to her hotel room. And the fairies are hiding in her purse, I think, because they listen to the prophet um, with the assassins following closely behind. <sighs> okay, so we are 40 minutes into the movie. I checked, and Godzilla finally makes his appearance. So we saw through. Rodan. He showed up. All right, monster action. Then, uh, then it cuts away. Now we see Godzilla. He comes up. He sets a boat on fire. 
and we cut away. So, you know, I said this movie is kind of uh, was maybe the inspiration for Godzilla 2019, but it sometimes feels more like Godzilla, the 2014 film, where every time the monsters show up, they just go away and <laughs> they tease you. Well, the um, end, anyways, we get some good action in the end. I mean, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. The, the ending fight is uh, a lot of fun. Okay. Um, Mia, you want to tell us about the, so they get to the, uh, uh, the hotel and the assassins are moving in. Sure. You want to take over for a minute? Sure. So um, Naoko is in um, the hotel with the princess and the twins and they, um, and they are, um, I guess they brought her, somebody brought her clothes and she changed her into some clothes and is telling her that she can get her message out. Naoko's telling the princess she can get her message or prophetess, I guess, uh, that she can her, get her message, yeah, out to the public and she's about to interview her, but she gets a call saying that her brother's downstairs. So she goes downstairs and while she's doing that, the assassins come in, you know, doing their little break in and breaking in through the door. They come in and are testing her because they're not quite sure whether she's a princess or not. And so while they're holding a knife to her, the Mothra twins turn off the light and then it turns out into a shootout because now the cop and her, his sister, have returned to the room and now they're sh they're having a shootout and mm -hmm. it's a weird moment because they escape but not really sure I'm not, I'm not really sure what happens because she ends up in the dark reading a book <laughs> yeah I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what happened there either uh like when they go in when the cop and his sister go in all the assassins have escaped out the window but yeah, for some reason, they just left her behind. <laughs> and yeah. while this was happening, you're yeah. right. She got a book on like mental disorders or something. And she's just sitting <laughs> in the closet reading in the dark. Yeah, you're right. Great summary. Um, so <laughs> it is pretty crazy here. Uh, I like that the Mothler twins just turn out the lights. That's there. <laughs> Didn't they do that in the last movie to the guys who were trying to kill them? They turned off the lights in the hotel. Yeah, I, I can't remember. So. Um, but yeah, when in when in doubt, that's the the Mothler fairies' main go-to trick: just turn off the lights and hide mm -hmm. in the dark because you're very small. Um, and can I say again that I I mentioned this in the last uh, film, but I think they do a really good job of making the twins look small and look like they're actually there. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I, I first noticed it when when they're on the TV show it cuts to like, they actually took the actors and put them on like a giant set around them that matches uh, the real set. So yeah, that's what I like about these old films with no computer uh, gimmicks or anything. They had to be very creative on how to make this stuff work. Yep. All right, so the assassins, the assassins have taken off. Um, they have failed to keep the princess to kill the princess and i do like that they take a moment just to like interview her because they're not sure if it's her or not yeah um, i don't know if it was if it was uh uh i don't know joe biden or someone like that i'm pretty sure i would know pretty quickly if it was them <laughs> yeah. but uh <laughs> but she's acting weird okay 
So she's missing her bracelet. How can we know it's her without her bracelet? Yeah, if she's not wearing her bracelet. You cannot know it's her. Um, so, anyways, cut to Godzilla arriving on land, and Rodan arrives right behind them. Okay, so now it's time for our big fight. Uh, not really. Uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone starts to run away, and um, before the monsters really start fighting. We go to um, the reporter and reporter and police officer taking the princess to a doctor. So they run tests on her and they find that nothing's wrong with her. <laughs> uh, we scanned her brain and all this stuff, and she's perfectly fine. She's normal. So really normal, right? Except for the fact that she claims to be from Venus and is has you know psychic powers. But uh, now at 50 minutes in, um, we finally get someone mentions King Ghidorah. <laughs> the movie's called King Ghidorah, but it takes 50 minutes before someone actually says his name. Um, so do you guys remember what in the, his first appearance? Anyone remember what Ghidorah's backstory is here? It, it's changed. It changes throughout different films. But she's from Venus and um, he shows up and destroys, makes her planet basically inhabitable. Uninhabitable, um, yep. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's it. He comes from space and destroys a planet. And then now he's landed on Earth and intends to destroy it. Was mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly, that's it. That's all we get. Um, sometimes Ghidorah is like, uh, being used by aliens. Sometimes he's more of a demon. It just depends on what movie. But here, his first appearance, he's just an alien, giant alien monster who flies through the universe and destroys planets, which I think Ghidorah is, that's such a cool, cool idea, you know, that, um, that he's an intergalactic giant golden dragon who destroys entire societies, you know, it's, it's great. And so he destroyed the Venus civilization, which was apparently beyond our own. The one thing I don't understand here is she says later that because the Venus people were so advanced, they have psychic powers and they can predict the future. So did they not know Ghidorah was coming or was there just nothing they could, I assume there was just nothing they could do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's Good question. a hole there in their powers. Yeah. It's a very small plot hole, but I found one. Um <laughs> So, um, okay, so we finally get a little bit of monster fighting here. Uh, Go Godzilla and Rodan start to fight near the mountains. All right, so you guys know I like to play announcer whenever the monsters are fighting. So uh, Rodan's powerful wings and speed knock Godzilla down. And meanwhile, uh, the meteorite, the meteor finally explodes in dramatic fashion. It's a cool little scene. It like swells up really large and the uh, meteor powers comes back and it turns into like a giant storm. And the meteor, it's kind of weird how Ghidorah appears. It like shoots fire into the sky mm -hmm. and then this fire just turns into Ghidorah. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure, is this, is this a baby Ghidorah? Is this just, does Ghidorah just turn into a meteorite whenever he wants to travel? I don't know but it's cool. Uh, <laughs> so let's stop here actually and discuss Ghidorah's appearance. How would you guys uh, describe Ghidorah? A golden dragon. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think you got it 
you hit the nail on the head. I mean, uh, definitely a three-headed golden dragon. And uh, and he's kind of... He's got two tails. Got two tails. And he's kind of chubby for a monster. Um, <laughs> he's kind of chubby. And his, his neck, his head swing all over the place kind of constantly. Uh, yeah. Always pretty detailed mm-hmm. on the scales. That's pretty cool. Compared to the other, you know, the other two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Ghidorah is one of the coolest monsters of all time. And again, seeing Ghidorah as a little kid was really impressive. Um, he's go- a golden dragon, uh, two tails, three heads. The heads shoot lightning. So um, we had he a has... Ghidorah growing up, I believe. A Ghidorah. Oh, yeah, I've got a few. Ghidorah. Still got them. Um, he has no arms, which I think that that kind of makes him look makes them look a little freakier because you're expecting to see arms and they're not there. I didn't and he doesn't have any arms. It's just the wings and tails and heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because each head is kind of on a string when he's flying, the heads do go all crazy, but mm-hmm. it works because it looks like the, he's just, you know, kind of a wild animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Ghidorah, cool. <laughs> um so while he's getting ready to join the fight, Godzilla and Rodan, for no reason at all, are just fighting. You know, if you're giant monsters, you just see each other and have to fight, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so we're kind of going back and forth between the fight and a press conference. Now, I say it every time. We always have to have that scene where there's people sitting around talking about what we're going to do, right? Yeah. And it involves Here, the military, and it's like, what's your plan? Yeah, exactly. Now, here, it's – they're they're getting better at it because there's no science lesson telling us what the monsters are. We already know what the monsters are. Okay. Um, and they don't spend too much time going over the plan because they basically say they don't really have a plan. (laughs) They're just like, Hey guys, you want us to use atomic weapons? No. All right. Well, we'll just do her the best we can. (laughs) Uh, But um, they bring in, all, they bring in Naoka and Shinda, uh, re- again, the reporter and her police officer brother, who bring in the fairies. And they... Um... Okay, so first off, did you catch this? They do something really stupid here. Do you remember what they do that's stupid? Mm, who's they? Uh, Naoka and Shinda. They're, they're at the press conference. Okay. They say on television where the princess oh is yes yeah me and commented on that i yeah. was like she was just trying to be killed why are you telling them she's at the mental institute place yeah yeah you literally just escaped from a shootout with international <laughs> assassins trying to kill the princess and you say oh yeah she's at uh, dr so-and-so's laboratory <laughs> over on 13th street yeah. uh, the <laughs> second room <laughs> I've been trying so, to electrocute her just walk right yeah. yeah and so the assassins it cuts the assassins seeing they're like oh we know where he is where she is yeah. we'll go after her so uh, that device. was kind of dumb but um, anyway so they, they bring out the Mothra trends and so their plan here is just ask the twins to ask Mothra if she'll help um and they say Mothra probably, again, everybody remember, Mothra is not Mothra the moth. Mothra is a little caterpillar thing right now that mm-hmm. waddles on the ground and shoots string. Um, so they're like, she probably cannot beat Ghidorah, 
but maybe we can get Godzilla and Rodan to team up, and all three of them can. Um, cooperation, cooperation. Yeah. Good luck with that. But let's go back to the fight. Uh, Rodan, what do you guys think about the first fight between Rodan and Godzilla? It doesn't last too long, uh, at least at this point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's kind of uh, funny. I mean, so I believe this is the point where they're throwing the same rock back and forth and they're like headbutting it back and forth, like playing a game of hacky sack slash soccer <laughs> with boulders trying to hurt one another. And um, what else do they do that's pretty funny? Oh, like it seems like Godzilla's laughing at Rodan at a couple of different points. Um, and, so that comes a little bit later. Okay, that one's later. He's picking, like, uh, Rodan's picking him on the head, and he's, like, annoyed. I, th- I think at one point, it looks like he rolls his eyes, um, and they're just kind of, like, doing, like, a weird little fight. Right? Yeah, the choreography here isn't the best, but it is funny. Um, Godzilla. Uh, so there's a, several little things. One, Rodan pecking Godzilla on the head is funny uh, to me. Uh, yeah, the pecking thing, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it is such a, a real bird thing to do. You know, birds will do that. They'll just peck at you. But somehow seeing a giant monster pecking Godzilla on the head, it just is funny. And another thing in this movie is Godzilla's atomic breath doesn't seem to really be that useful. He hits... Rodan directly several times and Rodan just doesn't seem to be affected you know in later movies that's that's the killing blow you know how Godzilla wins the fight but here it just does nothing Um, Rodan's using his wings here too right to kind of create the windstorm yeah and that's one thing they really another thing they do well is capturing how okay these giant monsters they're strong they're so strong just them flying over destroys things. We see that with Rodan and uh, King Ghidorah. So Rodan's wings are enough to often just the wind will push Godzilla back. Um, so around this time, Ghidorah is also attacking in another part of the country. And we get to see him, his destructive abilities. Um, I- like I just said, he, him flying around just destroys buildings. But then he's shooting a lightning out of all of his mouth and everything the lightning touches explodes it, it, it's kind of more what you're looking for you know um so i hope you like the uh the mothra song because for the second time in the movie they sing the whole song <laughs> mothra. uh and this time mothra goes out for a little swim to the ocean mothra. um yeah. okay anyways um uh i think just to go off topic a little bit we may have mentioned this in the last episode but we went to g fest one time and there were two young ladies dressed up as the mothra twins and they could sing the song yeah it was great so if you're out there girls great job we still remember that uh uh, but anyways take a little break from that while mothra's swimming to join the fight the princess um is hypnotized and questioned but she's still sticking to her story that she's from venus Venus. yeah and i think in the english version they change it to mars for some reason i guess mars was more Hmm. kind of the the cool place to go at that time in science fiction um but (laughs) what do they decide to do when the hypnotism doesn't work oh my gosh 
Shock treatment, shock therapy. Shock therapy, yeah. Um, and so he sends, first of all, he sends the police officer, not one of his scientists, to prepare the machine, okay? Outside and my of the question room, is, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's in a separate room. Now, he, he tells her, um, so you know what's coming, because uh, the doctor tells uh, Shinda that turn it up to 500, but not any higher because it will kill her. But the machine goes to like 3,000. Yeah, yeah. Why would you make the machine that powerful <laughs> if 500 can kill somebody? Uh, is this like an electric chair on the side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my but uh, yeah, so shock therapy. But um, as we just said, the assassins are actually kind of smart here because they sneak in and they're like, hey, we don't even have to cause a scene. We'll just turn the machine up all the way. So the shock therapy will kill her. Um, and they turn it all the way up. But before they can begin the test and fry the princess, <laughs> uh, this is another great moment. Rodan picks up Godzilla and flies through the air and drops him on a power line. Yep. And he drops him on the crotch. Yep. Oh. Mm. There's there's no <laughs> brutal. Yeah, there's no um... there's what's wrong with baby Godzilla when he shows up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and there's there's more stuff like that later. But uh of course this kills the power just in time to save the princess. So because that doesn't work, we get another shootout, shootout with the assassins. They end up chased off by Shinda. Um, now I think we're getting to, we're getting close to the, almost to the part you were talking about, Justin. So we go back to Rodan and Godzilla fighting. Um, Godzilla, Rodan pecks Godzilla on the head some more. Um, I have to say something about Rodan is just funny. Um, the costume whenever you see his face he just looks funny there's something a little bit off about the face and how it moves uh, <laughs> but um, so he's pecking Godzilla on the head Godzilla smashes him on the ground with his tail and then body slams him so we get some cool action there uh, and he keeps bashing him with his tail until Rodan gets up and bites the tail and there's a funny moment where he's like Swing the tail, Godzilla swinging his head. I don't know. Godzilla, again, Godzilla's atomic breath here doesn't really seem to have any effect. Um, and Rodan uses his wings to kind of repel Godzilla. And this is what Justin was talking about starts. He starts <laughs> kicking rocks. Um, yeah. When all else fails, just, and where are these? There's always like just gigantic house sized boulders laying mm -hmm. on the ground in these movies for monsters to kick, you know? Um, well, what I found so hilarious about it is it makes it look like it's the same rock. So he yeah, like yeah. picks up one rock and it bounces off Rodan's head and then it bounces off Godzilla's head and then it bounces off Rodan's head and then Godzilla hits it back at him and it's like they're playing volleyball. <laughs> yeah. So this is right around the time that Mothra arrives and she just watches as, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. You know, volleyball, they just to hit it back and forth. But the thing that's funny is Rodan is headbutting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least with like if you're using your hands or Godzilla's tail. 
what use is the boulder if Rodan's just going to headbutt it back to Godzilla, you know? Um, all right, I'm going to throw it back over to Mia here. So, Mia, what does Mothra do when uh, she finally arrives on the scene after she watches these two make fools of themselves? So she at first tries to communicate with them and they continue to ignore her. So she decides she's going to squirt them in the face with whatever squirting thing she throws out with. <laughs> Silk, because she's not, I don't know. Well, sure, silk. <laughs> you know, and squirts, uh, she squirts uh, Godzilla in the face, and then Rodan thinks it's so hilarious, and then <laughs> he gets squirted in the face, and then Godzilla yeah, thinks it's really it's funny. Really funny too. <laughs> yeah, so what you just described is one of the best moments in the whole movie. Yeah. I think we, <laughs> um, where this is the first time I can remember ever seeing giant monsters just laughing. <laughs> you know? um, so this is the start of where the monsters are getting more human-like, um, having more human-like <laughs> characteristics. And like yeah, eating his belly and then like squatting down like someone who's doubled over laughing. <laughs> yes, Godzilla literally falls down, patting his belly. He's laughing so hard. Um, the indestructible monster who destroyed Tokyo uh is now having a good old belly laugh <laughs> but uh yeah it's just this this is intentional comedy and i i love it i love this stuff they're having fun here um but uh after mothra humiliates the two of them and they take turns laughing at each other mia you want to keep telling us about mothra's approach yeah so he talks starts talking to the monster and the fairies translate and he asks them to defend the planet from Ghidorah but they refuse saying that humans bully them and they okay. didn't apologize yeah okay from each other <laughs> so first off <laughs> um we get a monster translation scene now uh this one in the English version, if there's a funny moment where Mothra says that, or uh, where the fairies say that Godzilla is swearing, <laughs> <laughs> there's a funny moment where she says, "Oh God, uh, Godzilla, what terrible language!" Which it makes it even greater <laughs> that Godzilla is swearing. Uh, but in this one, they just say that they're arguing, and the monsters apparently humans bully monsters. Mm. I don't think that's quite how it works, guys. I think you show up destroying everything and then they try and get you to go away, but all right. Um, so Mothra's pleading. And yeah, like you said, both the monsters demand that the other apologize before they cooperate. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say sorry. You say you're sorry. You say you're sorry first. <laughs> this is Godzilla and Rodan. <laughs> and they're like uh, belting around too as part of it as Mothra's like talking to them. They're like, nah, they're like also like... <laughs> Surely that they're uh, aggravated. <laughs> they're extremely animated. Yeah, there's a lot of like throwing the arms around and jumping up and down and that kind of stuff. Yeah, this is this is stuff you've got to see for yourself, people, uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet. Um, but Mothra, Mothra finally gets tired. And what does she do next? <clears throat> by herself. She's going to do it all alone. Yeah, Mothra is... Uh, Mothra is sort of the Captain America of the Godzilla series. She's just infinitely good and brave, you know? <laughs> so she goes after King Ghidorah by herself. Um, 
and gets her ass kicked too. Godzilla, uh, Ghidorah just keeps zapping her, and it's not enough for her to get hit. Every time she gets hit, she like goes flying through the air. Yeah. Um. All right. So this act of bravery uh, inspires Godzilla and Rodan to join the fight. All right. So here's the big fight. We're we're at like. I don't know, probably an hour 20 in at this point when we finally get the big final fight that we've been waiting for. And before I describe it, uh, what do you guys think about the, the final fight? Is it was it worth it waiting? Was it worth the wait? I like it. I mean, I think it's fun. You got, uh, you know, you got Godzilla from behind. You got Mothra in the front and Rodan helping out. That's that's fun. They they work together. It's just it's like so quick. Like, like oh what the, it, okay it's done yeah well at least we have to watch up <laughs> yeah. for such a little bit of time but this time at least we don't have the same like i feel like it was in the second godzilla movie and then also yeah with the planes and then also in the in the mother movie where it's like there's the same scene like 15 over. times over and over and over both with the planes and both with mothra so at least we didn't get that this time. <laughs> yeah, at this point, the military's just like, you know what? We're staying out of this. Just let the monsters take care of each other. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have, you're right, we don't have any of like Godzilla swatting planes and stepping on tanks and that kind of stuff. So um, so here we go. Here's the, the, final, the final fight. Uh, Godzilla charges at Ghidorah, but is thrown back into a bridge which is pretty cool um and he's struck by lightning that sets the woods on fire rodan attacks from the air and Ghidorah uh goes and chases after him rodan reverses and collides with Ghidorah, but uh rodan seems to get the worst of it and there's another hilarious moment here where rodan is like hiding behind a boulder and he like peeks out to check on Ghidorah. <laughs> and Ghidorah immediately shoots lightning at him and he just goes back into hiding another one of my favorite moments from this whole film it was like uh rodan's like is it safe no it's not safe Great <laughs> monster um so godzilla and mothra approach again and more rock throwing godzilla's throwing and kicking rocks at Ghidorah. uh <laughs> go to move this time yeah but before um before we finish the big fight we've got a finish up the story with the assassins uh justin you want to tell us about how the whole assassin story wraps up while all the monsters are fighting yeah so well the assassins are trying to escape earlier on and they are part of an avalanche and uh i it looked to me like maybe the assassins were gone uh but that's not not the case at least one of them survives and uh he's finds uh the princess and she's like praying to the god of the cosmos or something like that to spare this planet she's like kind of got her hands in the air and doing her little prayer thing and the guy shoots her and it kind of like it hits her but not like a direct hit kind of like a glancing blow but enough to kind of like get her to stop for a minute and then uh shinda uh sees her and runs to her um and while he's there they shoot him twice while he's like he's like firing at the assassin unsuccessfully the assassin hits him twice like in both his arms 
And then the avalanche does finally get him, uh, does finally get the assassin and uh, it kills him. And then Shinda's there with the princess who now is the princess again. Is a princess again. Yeah. So the only thing is, so when she got shot, at first you think she's dead. Uh, and she also like falls over the edge of a cliff and falls down. But uh, when Shinda gets to her, um, she's still alive and she's reverted back to her original personality. Um, and I like that that's a thing in movies. You know, anytime someone has amnesia or something like that, you just hit them in the head really hard and, and it fixes all the problems. That's what I do to technology. Whenever my computer, something electronic doesn't work, I just hit it. Yeah. It usually works. Um, uh, a lot of people's approach to children raising, too. <laughs> um, Whenever it doesn't work, just hit it. That'll yeah. fix the problem. Uh, okay. Not the way I recommend, but it is a lot of people's approach. We get to see Godzilla beating his child in future films. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyways, right now, Godzilla doesn't have a kid yet. He's busy in the fight with uh, Ghidorah. So what are they doing Godzilla and Mothra are both just getting shocked um, by the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Godzilla and Mothra are getting shocked by Ghidorah's lightning when Rodan attacks from behind. So that's the general kind of plan here. When, when Ghidorah is distracted by one, someone attacking from the back. Um, this distracts him. So Godzilla rushes in and Mothra, <laughs> Mothra grabs Ghidorah's tail. What is it with? baby Mothra and just like grabbing, fighting people's tails. <laughs> it never works out well for her. Um, Godzilla gets knocked back and okay, can we say first off that Godzilla had a power, took a power line to the crotch. He also very clearly gets electrocuted in the crotch. That wasn't just me, right? <laughs> all over, yeah. Yeah, and um, he also gets electrocuted in the ass, so poor Godzilla, just everything around that area takes a lot of damage in this movie you get to um, being a jerk and a coward and yeah that's what you get come up and um but i like he is so he attacks again and he grabs Ghidorah's head but of course he gets thrown back again but i really like what they do next uh rodan puts like his wing down and mothra crawls up on his back and then rodan flies up in the air so mothra can get a clear shot of Ghidorah. Yeah. um so she's spraying Ghidorah's head. And as we know, uh, Larva Mothra has an endless supply of strength. She can just shoot for <laughs> endlessly. Um, Godzilla but you're grabs... Gonna put the scene on loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of it's just played over and over again, right? Um, Godzilla grabs Ghidorah's tails, Restraining him long enough for God, for Mothra to completely wrap up Ghidorah's wings and heads. Godzilla throws Ghidorah to the ground, throws rocks at him, of course. Yeah. Um, and at this point, Ghidorah realizes he's completely overpowered. He's not going to win this one. So he flies off to outer space. And that's it for Ghidorah for this movie. Okay. Then we have one more scene where there's a press conference with the princess. Basically, she just thanks the humans who helped her out and then goes back to her own country. And there you have it. Ghidorah, right. um, 1964. So this one was, this actually came out the same year as Mothra. 
So there was a quick turnaround on this movie. Um, uh, we had Mothra in 64 and then later in 64, we had this one. So they're, wow. they're working uh, pretty quickly. All right. So anything we didn't cover? Any last thoughts on um, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, his first appearance? Hmm. Would you no, recommend it? It's my favorite one since the first it's my one. My favorite one. Really? I like the first one the most. So for, I like the first one because what it was doing. Um, but this is my favorite one. Yeah, I think it's After just that. fun. It's just a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it is fun. The human stuff is even kind of interesting. Um, you do have to wait a lot for actual monster action. Um, the monsters show up and then they don't really do anything for a while and then not much happens with them to the very end. So if you're only interested in monster action, it might be a little disappointing because you have to wait through a lot to get there. Uh, it, it definitely has a lot more comedy. I still, King Kong versus Godzilla is still my favorite. Uh, I, <laughs> um, yeah. But... Uh, Hard target. Smoking cigarettes. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that last night. Uh, But um, yeah, I think if someone has never seen these kind these movies, these old Godzilla movies, which one would you recommend? Would you recommend this one as a first viewing, or uh, do you think modern most modern audiences would be entertained by this? Man, who knows about modern audiences? I mean, really hard to know. I think you know. I think people. Should, I think people, knowing what we've told them tonight, uh, should watch it. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not the first place to enter Godzilla. I don't think you'll be kind of confused. Um, but after watching the first one, I think um, you would have enough of an idea what was going on to watch this one. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think you, I think you would want to watch like the more introduction movies to Godzilla than this one because this one is just kind of like a humorous three people take on another monster kind of fun team up movie. It's mm-hmm. not like a. It doesn't feel like it's a Godzilla. Um, kind of centric movie where he that's he comes he destroys they're in despair and stuff like that i know the tone changes we're like the avengers yeah it's a team effort you know was it is it really a godzilla movie i mean godzilla's in it of course but i mean at the time was it even marketed as a godzilla movie in the way that the other ones were i mean this seems like a Ghidorah movie Um, yeah i would have to learn more about the marketing at the time i mean the movie is not called it was called Ghidorah, the three-headed monster um but i don't know what it was called in the original japanese if that's what it translates to i'd have to look into um more of the history there but um yeah it is more it almost feels like godzilla could have been added into this one you know, it could have been any other monster movie and then just put a few others in there. It also feels like it could have just been a spy movie and throw some monsters in there. You know, like maybe they were trying to make a James Bond movie. They had a script and they said, you know what? We also need another Godzilla movie. So let's just kind of put everything together. Um, so this one, I mean, King King Kong versus Godzilla had a lot of humor in it too. Um, but this is 
this one is more played for uh, a lot of humor and it, it really marks a turning point in the series. You know, now the monsters are more humanized. Uh, there is more humor and just silliness. And so the next one, we have another Ghidorah movie. And then we start getting into the weird stuff with a couple of, uh, a couple of highlights in there. But uh, yeah, stick around for this because we've <laughs> the really weird films are coming up in the next several ones here. Yeah. <laughs> we've got... Uh, Hippie time. Yeah. Next is uh, Invasion of Astro Monsters. The next year they brought Ghidorah back again. And then we get to Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. <laughs> Godzilla's fighting the giant crab. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about this series. I love getting to rewatch these movies and talk about them. All right, but uh, I think that's enough about this one. Um, so coming up next, we have, we'll get, uh, it's Mia's pick. So Mia, what are we going to be watching next? We're going to be watching The Host uh, from 2006, and it's is a Korean movie. It's a Korean monster, another yeah. monster movie, right? Monster movie, yeah. Uh, Justin, have you seen that one? No. Me, I assume you've seen it. No, you haven't. Okay, so none of us, this is cool. Um, none yeah. of us have seen this one yet. I haven't seen it. Of course, it's been on my list since, you know, almost the time it came out. Uh, this one is supposed to be really, really good. I've always heard that it's a, a, a really good modern monster movie. So I'll be excited to talk yeah. about that. But for now, I guess we'll stop here. Always fun to talk about a Godzilla movie and we'll get to more of the a few more horror movies we do if you're listening and you like the godzilla stuff we do it about every fourth episode so maybe one every other month we'll get out a godzilla film a discussion and uh everybody please if you like this like us on um on itunes maybe give us a subscription or a little review or something like that it really helps us uh become available to more people and thank you for listening all right goodbye everybody goodbye everybody